listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. This is episode 145, where we talk about what we want to get this year to expand our shooting horizons. Whether that's new gear, more ammo, accessories, or even new firearms, we talk about it all. Thanks for listening, and as always, we hope you enjoy episode 145 of Range Minded, the stuff that we plan to get in 2021. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long and I am joined as always by... What's up, peeps? It's uh, it's Steve from the Eastern Front. That's right, and it's just us two today because uh, Nick Hoffer had better things to do, apparently. Yeah, so he we had planned to do this tonight at, at, at well... As you're hearing it tonight, it's at six o'clock for us on, on what is it, Friday night. Yep. And uh and and everybody's like, Yep, we'll do it. And then we get a we get a text message from a host that'll remain nameless <laughs> that he's he's still out at Parma shooting. Yeah, the Parma Rod and, uh, and Gun Club, if you're not familiar. And that is a well, that's actually a a national quality range. Like there's a lot of national championships happen there it's a it's a great range out, outdoor range yeah but anyway somebody decided they were going to go shooting and not invite us and then not show up for work so yeah they just do? decided that they're they're still out there and i don't know what ammo they have to shoot with so there's That's also the other thing uh, when when he texted that and said i was like dude he's like totally flexing right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, it must be tough being Nick Hoffer. So, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Nick. The man that remained oh, n- nameless. The host of the show remained nameless. Right, right, right. So his name rhymes with Nick <laughs> and other things. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have thought that one through. Other things that we can't say. <laughs> Nick, we still love you, even yeah. if you go shooting without us. That's okay. Um, but yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna uh, flex our own way and talk about things that we want to buy this year um, yes. in the gun world. Yes. Because you know, even if change the winds of change may be here, maybe not. We don't really know. Um, you know, we should still plan on uh, adding to our inventory and uh, expanding our uh, our items that we uh, own and uh, widening our breadth of uh, familiarity with all kinds of different firearms. Yeah, and I think well, we didn't really talk about it off air. Maybe I was thinking about this off air. I think it's important that we, no matter what the climate is, like we just kind of stay positive and and we still need to get involved and and uh, and take people shooting, even though it's really hard to find ammo or whatever. Right. But but there's other things we can be doing that can keep us just in, involved and and just as connected to the community. I think it's important. Well, and one of the things that we talk about on on the podcast almost every episode is that, you, you know, we need to be good stewards of the Second Amendment and take people shooting and show them how great it can be. And that's how, you know, I think we're going to be that's the best way that we can preserve our Second Amendment rights is to show people how fun and uh, the sport of shooting can be and how responsible gun owners really, really are, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, even though we talk about, well, it can't go buy ammo, can't go to the range or whatever but there's still classes being taught um, in Idaho. Anyway, some of the restrictions kind of got lifted a little bit or eased, I should say. So um, it, it might be easier just to hang out with your, your new friends, your new 
new to gun friends. I don't know even how to say, it. you know what I'm trying to say, but go to classes with them. So they feel comfortable and you're going to learn something too. And it's still a way to be involved and take people or introduce people to the sport. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, things are opening back up thankfully, and we have the opportunities to be able to do that stuff. And, um, you know, it, it is a Hallelujah. prime opportunity. It is a prime opportunity to, <laughs> to make those things happen because, um, you know, like you said, even though we don't have a lot of ammo, there's, there's still opportunities to go learn. And, um, yeah. like we said before, if you're not, um, you know, in a place where maybe you can get ammo too easily right now, if you take a class, usually they have ammo ready to go. Yeah. Not always, sometimes. but sometimes. And, and I know I was looking at, uh, Dave Spaulding handgun combatives. He mentioned that he's going to be like changing the curriculum in his classes to where instead it's of like 500 rounds or whatever it is for some of his uh, two day or multiple day classes, he's going to drop into like 250 rounds, but still try and meet the criteria of what he wants to, you know, the achievement that he wants to reach in each one of those classes. So I think in a way it's good for us instructors because it's, it's forcing us to streamline, you know, maybe yeah. updates, update how we teach. So maybe if you took uh, a concealed carry class two years ago, um, you, you never know. Maybe stuff has changed to where the content's going to be a little different for you this for this time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you really have to think about making every round count, and you can't really waste rounds or you know at this point in the game. So, being able to have yeah. something, you know, have a really intentional and thought out class is definitely a good thing. So, you're really going to be able to. Um, you know, you're really going to be able to take advantage as a student um, of some some classes that I think, um, or, or at least the way that classes are being taught that you wouldn't be able to before. You know, yeah, I think there's I think there's going to be some cool opportunities, and I think there's going to be some different innovations or or different classes being offered. Like I know for for some of the classes I've taught, handgun classes, we don't. I mean, we touch on dry fire. Well, maybe now I need to adapt my class to where we spend a lot more time on dry fire and actually create some drills that are beneficial to the student. And and I think you're going to see that in a lot of other classes, too. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before, too, with um, uh, comp- competition shooters and, and anybody who really does shoot well is – the, the common denominator is a lot of dry fire and, you know, there's a lot of technology and things you can have um, at home to be able to do that. We've done that on quite a few episodes about talking about training at home and all that. And that's going to translate to the range when you are doing live fire, you know, it's, it's a bummer, but it's a, it's a reality at the moment. And yeah. it's still not an excuse to, to let, you know, less up on your training. Well, I know this isn't really what we planned on talking about, but it correlates well. There's a there's a video by T Rex. Oh yeah, T-Rex arms, where they take. Uh, I think he's a Japanese kid. That oh, the airsoft, that. yeah, yeah, the airsoft video. You know what I'm talking about? Where yep. he'd shot who knows a million rounds of airsoft, and so they wanted they brought him over to the states and they wanted to see. Well, is does that correlate? Like, do you, is it beneficial to to shoot airsoft or or pellet guns or BB guns? Will it work for actual firearms and it did that kid was fast he was accurate and and he kept up with the guys he'd never shot a a real firearm before and he was rocking it yeah that's the wild part is never shooting a firearm before like a real firearm and yeah the basics and the the i guess the manual of arms and the mechanics of it are all were all the same Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, obviously his recoil, like the reflex from his recoil was going to be different, but he got over that hump quick. Right, right. Because, I mean, you're so confident in the rest of your other skills or whatever. So, um, but I think that actually translates uh, very well into uh, the subject of uh, the episode for tonight is that uh, we wanted to talk about all the stuff we want to buy this year. And um, that starts me off at the top of my list, which is one of those uh, Mantis X training tools. Oh, really- why do you take? That's exactly what I was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that great- wasn't my number one, but. Obviously, there was a reason why. So go ahead and, and share your reason why. Well, great minds think alike because it's one of the best ways, you know, and, and you can talk to people at the at the store or uh, your gun store of, of choice that uh, agree is that it's one of the best ways to dry fire. Um, and I'll let you I'll let you take the lead on explaining what a Mantis X training tool is if you don't know. So Mantis, there's a few different models and they just came out with the Mantis 10, which is the one. Well, they recently came out with that one. Right. And that's the one. I would really like. So it's got they they have magazine plates so they can fit, you know, in a holster you just switch out the, the plate of one of your magazines. Right. Uh, obviously and you can run it live fire or dry fire, which is cool too. Some of the there's some other products out there that are dry fire only that they don't they don't work cuz they use a little laser tracking bullet or something. Anyway, nonetheless, sorry, back to the Mantis. So <laughs> it has like a little accelerometer or whatever you want to call it inside uh, the device, whether it's on your rifle or your handgun or your bow. So I, it's very versatile. Or your versatile. shotgun, yeah. Or your shotgun. Anything that's either got like a pick rail or there's other mounting techniques for it too. Anyway, uh, and it will actually track how the gun comes out of your holster. It knows when you start pressing the trigger and it knows when the trigger breaks. I don't know what kind of witchcraft voodoo they got going on, <laughs> but it's a very smart device. And It'll help you diagnose if you have a flinch or, you know, whatever. Like, it, it helps you work out the problems that you might have, which translates to to more efficient dry fire practices, which will definitely manifest itself on live fire targets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's, yeah, there's accelerometers and gyroscopes in it or whatever. And you can see it basically records how your firearm moves as you pull the trigger, um, as you hit the wall of the trigger and how you reset and all that kind of stuff. And they have, um, I believe they have like exercises and stuff you can do too. Cause it all, there's, there's drills and stuff that are on there. And then, and maybe you were going to say this too, you can put it up against people, all over the world, whoever's running a Mantis X, there's like a website you can put on all your data and they have, I think I'm pretty sure they have like little competitions and stuff for other users. Oh yeah. I, I forgot about cool. that, which is actually very cool. And, um, I actually wasn't going to say that I was, the part I was going to say was that you can, um, well, it connects to your phone. So it's all right there and you can go over your data whenever you want. And, um, you know, if you do get, um, you know, a chance to do some live fire training or some live fire instruction or whatever, you can share that information with your instructor to where they can help you. You know, if you already have the problems diagnosed, they can help you overcome those and make your training more efficient. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's an awesome product. Now they're not cheap. No. And they actually, they got, they just got more expensive. Yeah. Probably because they had a huge surge on them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you think about a, a box of nine millimeter. I was talking to a friend of mine I, who just got a handgun. Uh, 
It was, it was after me. It was for Christmas. I can't remember. Anyway, nonetheless, I asked him, I was like, Hey man, have you shot your gun yet? He's like, no, I can't find any ammo. Right. And, and, and uh, they go down to St. George. He's like, I, I did find some down in St. George, but it was like $46 a box. Oh boy. Of, of nine mil. That's insane. Jacket. And, and uh, so he, he didn't buy any, which I completely understand. So you think about that, and I really think that's going to be fairly realistic for a little while. That nine's going to be approaching the thirty, forty, fifty dollars a box. I can't. I refuse. Um, so you think about a three hundred fifty dollar training device, which I don't even know if they're three. I think they're about three hundred bucks or so. I think they're less than that. Let's actually. Well, we we have the internet well, at our I disposal. The interwebs here. Yeah. Well, you keep talking. I'll look it up. So anyway, you think about that. That's that's a couple of boxes. Of, oh, more than a couple. That's a few boxes of ammo um, that you're saving in the long run, right? You're that you'll still get your training. You can use your whatever targets you like to use. It doesn't require a specific target, right? Because because it's, the device is on the the firearm, not not on the target, which is cool. There, like I say, there's other training devices out there. There's the iTarget Pro. Um, I can't remember some of the other ones. There's but. They either use a, a laser bullet thing or a, a two laser tracking system or whatever. Yeah, this thing just hangs on your rail. So, and, um, and it's way more efficient. So, if you do want to just get into it to start um, with a uh, with a rail, um, the Mantis X two on the website, their website retails for only ninety nine ninety nine, which is a lot yeah. better than three fifty. And that one, I don't think has like. I don't think it has the little networking competition stuff. I think that one's just, it's a super basic. Sure. Like, but to just start uh, out, um, the X, the X 10 elite is $250, but that also does, I believe work for, um, pistols, rifles, shotguns, and archery. So really you get a lot of bang for your buck out of that one too. So, and it does do the I'm holster draw analysis. Like you were talking about is do they have the 10 X on their website. Uh, yeah, well, the X10. Yeah, that's the one. For X10. Yeah, that's the one that's 250 bucks, and that's kind of. Oh, that's not bad. The everything. That's less than I thought, because on on Amazon they don't have the 10, but they have the seven, which is which is 200 bucks. Yeah, they make a couple different models. It's it's not bad, but the 10 is more user like more compatible with other things. Sure. Well, and you're good. Here's the one. And yeah, I mean, so. Let's say you get, you know, even 10 boxes of ammo. That's under normal circumstances that would last a while. Um, but this thing, you know, can last you years and years and years. Yeah. And it's just a cool product. It is. It is. And I mean, it also, not to say that it's going to be a substitute for training, but it can, you know, help you make your training more effective, I would say. And, um, you know, it kind of can pay dividends in that regard. So. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good alternative or a good supplement or whatever you want to say. It's uh, I think it's it's a cool deal. That's why it's on my list. That was number five on my list, not number one. Oh, did you make a numbered list? I did. Oh, I didn't make a numbered list. I just threw some things onto onto some paper and, and decided <laughs> well, that's, that that's how my mind is working lately. Is just keeping things a little organized. Sure. Sure. You kind of need to. Um, so, well then let's, let's go to yours. Uh, what's next on your list after the Mantis X? So the Mantis, I only had five things written down. That's okay. Uh, but the first thing is, is, is I really, really want to get a BCM rifle. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know what it is about Bravo Company. They they just really appeal to me. I've I think I thought we talked about this last week actually. Like the the Daniel, I think Daniel makes a, a really nice firearm. LWRC makes a nice firearm, but they're a little heavy and they're really pricey. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't know what it is about that Bravo Company rifle. There's I, I've held a couple in my hands. I just like the way they feel. Well, I think it checks all the boxes because it is, I mean, and if you're not into the world of ARs, um, I can kind of shed some light is that there are your kind of your basic bare bones, entry level AR, just like cars. Um, you know, there's your kind of mid range ARs and then there's your premium. And I think with, um, with BCM, it kind of hits that sweet spot where it is high quality and it is higher end, but it's not overpriced. You know, you're really getting a lot for your money in that regard, but at the same time, you're also getting, uh, something that's not terribly heavy, um, but something that's well machined and is designed to work well. Um, you know, you're kind of getting the best of both worlds, really, if you think about it. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm probably going to make some people mad. Like, like I said, I've handled a lot of different and, and expensive ARs. And like I said, Daniel's a nice gun, but I think, I think they're a little overpriced. Like I don't, I don't think, the value is there for what you're paying for. Well, the one I thing I, I will say, I think you're say, getting a good gun, but I think it's, I think it's a little more money than what it's worth. I think the one thing I will say is that you are getting, you are getting a full tricked out, all set and ready to go rifle with, with Daniel defense. Cause I, I will agree it is expensive. Um, but I think at the same time, you're any kind of modifications you would make to any, most other rifles anyway, you're already getting in that package. I think that's why they can do that. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's, I can say it's, it's a well-made product. Yeah. Um, and they do have some, some cool furniture and some cool Cerakote colors and stuff. Um, I mean, Daniel is a proven platform. They've, you know, they, they got some, stuff, but I don't know. I, the, the BCM, well, they used to be cheaper. <laughs> you can't get them right now. You can't get anything right now. But that's uh, that's number one on my list. And I can't. I don't think I want the light rate, the lightweight. Uh, but they they have that Recky sixteen. That's that that's a uh, that's gonna be on my list. Yeah, I think um, number one Recky style rifles rifles are kind of gonna be in demand more um, as we go along because you get one, you know one rifle that does everything. Um, yeah. You know, I already have a, a recce rifle, believe it or not. Um, it's a night it's the lower. I don't really care too much for, but it's kind of a Frankenstein pistol or a Frankenstein rifle. Um, it's a spikes tactical lower, some kind of no name upper with an older Delton barrel and random Magpul furniture on it. But it actually, I think it works pretty well and it's got a vortex, uh, strike Eagle one by eight on it. And, um, nice. Yeah, so it's kind of a mishmash. It's not necessarily the greatest parts ever, but um, you know, I enjoy it and I think well, it does well with with, you know, short to medium-ish range and um it works for me, but um on my list actually is I want to build a lightweight, lighter weight um 16-inch uh you know, rifle. I have two pistols and um that recce style rifle. And I want to build a lightweight AR rifle. That's my, that's, that's one, one that's on my list as well. So. Yeah. I like it. Um, In fact, I'm just, 
I'm going to add another one to my list. <laughs> well, this, and is a, this is a daydreamer, but the thing for me is that, um, the, with the recce rifle, it's actually kind of a heavy barrel. It's a full, um, like a full weight barrel. Uh, I can't think of what the name is right now, but, um, it is not light. And then it's got older, uh, um, older Magpul handguard on it and a front, like a fixed front sight and all that. And it just, I think it works for what it is, but I think I could build a full 16 inch rifle. That's a lot lighter and a lot easier to lug around. Um, and I yeah. just, I want, that's, that's what I want to, to enjoy. And, uh, something that's a little bit more of a pleasure to, to hang on and shoot. And, um, especially with some, you know, the way the light rate, lightweight rails are and stuff right now, I think there's a lot of, um, possibility, a lot of possibility there. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and this wasn't anyone on my list, but it made me think too, is I kind of want to build like a bolt gun or something that reaches out a little bit farther too. Like I, I really wouldn't mind either rebuilding one or, or building a, a, a new, honestly, even in a 308, I don't, I don't want to get all crazy with like Creed more or anything like that. Like sure. Just something that, uh, that I know it's going to be easier to get rounds for. So you, are you thinking like hunting or just long range or no, just kind of more of a, well, maybe an all around use gun, like something I can use either just plinking at targets. that's not too heavy or something I can take hunting either way. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Just I, something kind I, of an all around. I have a 308 right now, but it's, uh, it's in a platform. I don't, it, it works. It's a, it's a Ruger M 77, but there's not a lot of aftermarket cool stuff for that platform. So like, yeah, I, I think I need to build like a, a Winchester or something, something cool or Remington, not a Winchester, a Remington, something. On sure. That. Yeah. 700 platform, something fun. Yeah. A, a bolt gun's been on my list for a while. I don't, I don't own a bolt gun right now, but I think it would be cool. Um, have you seen the new Savage? This is a complete byline. No, I have not. So it is a, instead of a lever action, it's a pull straight back. I can't remember what they call it. Oh, really? Action. Yeah. And that's been around a long time. That, that That's concept, been around for a couple hundred or a hundred years or more. But it's pretty cool. Now it's expensive. It's like two grand. Yikes. It's, okay. Uh, it's pretty cool. I can't even remember what they're calling it. Straight, it's a straight it. pull, isn't it? Yeah, let me pull it up. It's, the Savage Impulse. Yeah, Impulse. That's right. Okay, it's kind of cool. Yeah, they um, what are they they keep the CNR guys are all always about um, what do you call it? It's like a, it's a um, Swiss some Swiss rifle of some kind or whatever. I can't remember now. Um, but it's it's the same deal. It's a straight pull instead of um, instead of a, a bolt action. It's a straight straight back, and um, it's just supposed to make everything easier and faster. And um, well, I can see how it's definitely faster. Yeah, because you're not using that the, the two. You're well, you're not performing two directions of movement. Rather, you're just pulling straight back and going going right you know right there so um kind of a cool concept um even though it has been around for a while i think that'd be something cool to um to play around with or to to check out um but yeah actually believe it or not a bolt gun is not on my list for this year 
Well, it will be now. Yeah, it might be now. Um, it's kind of been on the back burner for a long time, um, but I've just got other things that I want to do first, and you know, including the Mantis and a, an AR because you know I think I don't know if people think about this or not. I mean, you can take an AR hunting if it's the right caliber and the right kind of oh, yeah. hunting around for the right thing. So, um, yeah. you know, it kind of you get that kind of dual purpose there. So, yeah, I helped a, a buddy build one in a. In a Grendel, six five Grendel. Yeah, that's that's one of the big hunting uh, hunting rifle calibers that's popular now. So, um, okay, so uh, was that that was the next thing on your list? Was this the Savage or was it something else? No, no, that was completely on a. That was a sidebar. Like, yeah, it was a squirrel moment. So what did you what did you add to your list now then? <laughs> uh, this is completely dreaming, but I used to not want one of these, but for some reason the last year and a half or so i've been really wanting a barrett like a <laughs> like, like a barrett. M- m107 semi-automatic 50 caliber wow <laughs> <laughs> you must hate money yeah you know why keep it i might as well just blow it on whatever i can get i guess well i guess to be fair you can't take it with you so you may as well and i don't know why like when I first really spent a lot of time in the range doing RSO stuff, like I hated that gun. Like it was fun to shoot. Actually, I didn't hate it that bad, but I was like, man, that's so stupid. Why would anybody waste money on, on one of those? <laughs> but, but like I said, for some reason, the last little while I'm like, I, I kind of want one. <laughs> well, it's, um, I mean, I guess you could say, well, actually, so you've shot one, right? Oh Yeah. So the best, you know, the best place to be when you're shooting a Barrett is behind the trigger. Anywhere else around or on the business end of that thing is a terrible place to be. Um, But if you're actually shooting it, it's not that bad. No, the recoil is light. I mean, it's got a, it's got a push. It's not like a kick. Right. Yeah. It's uh, not like it's, it's a little more than, you know, a tap on the shoulder, but it's not going to take your arm off. Yeah. And I, uh, I think, I think it'd be fun. You'd have to, you just, there's only so many ranges you can take that to though. You know what I mean? That's, that's your only problem. (laughs) Well, I can take it to almost any outdoor range. Sure. You'd be the most popular guy there. Yeah. And actually, if you really, if you were an enterprising guy, like you are, you could make money selling, you know, a dollar a shot or a couple dollars a shot or whatever. It'd have to be more than a dollar a shot. Yeah. As soon as I said that, I realized that's not, that's not going to be economically viable, but maybe, maybe $10 a shot to make it worth my time. <laughs> but, and that's one of those things you could have and keep forever. And honestly, we were talking about things a couple of months ago, maybe the things to buy before you can't anymore. That might not be the worst idea considering, um, yeah, some of the stuff they're talking about, some of the stuff yeah. that they hear, which kind of comes out of nowhere because my question is how many 50 caliber firearms have been used in crimes? Um, Probably none, unless you're counting war crimes. Probably none. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of surprising and out of nowhere to me, but, you know, I guess... Well, they, they have to make the big and scary things big and scary. Well, so. and it doesn't have to make sense either, so... No, that's very evident over the last few years. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, okay, but if you when you get an extra 10 grand, let me know, and I'd be oh, happy to well, help you shoot it. It used to be 10 grand. They're more now. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know, fact, man. That makes me wonder. I might just jump on Gunbroker while we're talking, just just for another squirrel moment. Well, because at that point, you might you might as well just start getting into the uh, 
what do you call it? The um, the full auto game. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to do full autos. I I dig them and I think they're cool, but I don't think I don't think I want to yet. No. Get the Barrett I, first and then go from there. I do need to get a suppressor, and I can add that on the list too. Was that your squirrel should, moment? That's another squirrel moment, actually. See, that's the problem is that all these things can start adding up very quickly. So, oh look, here's a used one on on Gunbroker for nineteen thousand. Oh well, that's not you know, but it comes with the suppressor. Oh well, then see your money up basically at that point. <laughs> and he says he's willing to trade. See, so you just trade a safe, a mystery safe. Say, hey, whatever you want. <laughs> I'll give you this whole safe with everything in it. It's a mystery. You can't look in it, but, and I'm, and I'm not even going to give you the passcode <laughs> <laughs> for that. For that, you'd have to give me another thousand dollars. I'm really surprised. There's only one on gun broker. Well, for oh, now, no. Oh, there's more. Well, I just need to click. Um, well, wow. going on to a much smaller scale. Um, <laughs> one of the big things on my list is to get magazines because, um, oh, yeah, We've talked about it before, and especially after Nick's comment last week about how he has, was it a hundred or a thousand AR mags? He said he had over a thousand magazines, and if that's the case, I'm going to buy some from him. Yeah, he needs he needs to offload those um, <laughs> because that's a lot. And uh, But I realized I don't have a thousand AR mags, so I should probably get at least a couple more. Um, I really want to buy a box. Like I'd love to buy a hundred of them. But even then, they're, I mean, they're still expensive. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting a bulk discount, really, with magazines ever, I don't think. No, not right now, especially. Yeah, especially not right now. But, um, you know, actually going in on it with a group of people wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, you could. I don't know. I should talk to a man, too, and see, like, if they would sell to me. Because they've been, they've been swamped. Like, they haven't done any. They, they usually don't do any private sales it usually goes all through distribution right so I probably wouldn't it probably wouldn't go anywhere anyways but i i wonder i wonder put that on the list could be but yeah i mean you know i've got the glock now i've got the you know got a couple of, well plenty of ars but um you never can have enough magazines you know what i mean so it, it just would be beneficial i think to get some magazines especially with the you know with that glock i want to get some some 32 round mags or 33 round mags you know why not yeah it, there's nothing wrong with it yeah so that's that's and another big pa- thing on my list palmetto had them on sale for a while yeah well and not, um palmetto. yeah palmetto steamer you know, like you said, a men is a great place, um, but I'm going to buzz market a little bit. Uh, Gun mag warehouse as well, you know, is that uh, you're able to to get a lot of mags all at the same time. So um, and we, we didn't you have uh, ETS mags a while ago? I just bought two and I haven't even had a chance to run them yet. You haven't. Have you thrown them on the floor yet to see if they hold up? No, but I have talked to a lot of other people that have. They just make me nervous. Like. I'm just used to the old clear plastic stuff that breaks. Sure, yeah. But apparently, apparently they're awesome. Yeah. So I mean, and they're they're not too terribly expensive. I mean, even stock Glock mags are not that expensive. Um, no, not right now. So you know, it might be wise to to pick those up and. Uh, 
Yeah, Palmetto has the 31 round nine millimeter Glock mags for 15 bucks. See, that's that's a hell of a deal. I don't think that's too bad. No, so um, that's definitely on my list is getting um, some more magazines, and uh, on top of that, um, getting Ooh, some a, kind of a, make a forty rounder. Do they really? Oh man, that's probably shouldn't have looked on here. That sound you're hearing is Steve falling down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I just, I should probably just pay attention to the podcast. Right, that's now. okay. Yeah, it's easy to fall <laughs> down the rabbit hole, but. Um, the other thing that on top of that I, I want to get is a, a battle belt or a plate carrier or both. Yeah, um, so I, I had that on my list too. Because in my RSO days, I just had my regular belt and, um, you know, would put, uh, you know, your holster on and your mag, car- mag pouches on and everything. And honestly, just taking everything off, putting it back on, all that kind of jazz is always just kind of a hassle and the convenience and the other thing is the uh availability of having everything ready all at once yeah is very um uh what's the word it's uh it, it appeals to me it's very appealing to be able to have everything ready to go um you know and you can even have some mags and stuff ready to rock and roll on on that and your holster and everything um they're just, I think there's some appeal to that. Same thing kind of with a, with a plate carrier or a chest rig or something like that. Um, we talked about armor a little bit in the last couple episodes and how it's not a bad thing to have by any means. And, um, you know, you might want to get it while you still can. Yeah. So um, both of those are on my list. I don't really even know where to look for them. Uh, I know that uh, T-Rex Arms has some good stuff. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of good companies out there. It just uh, can be expensive, you know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's a good idea to get a hold of some of that stuff while you can. I put it down as booging equipment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't can even you know. even can you even say I, that anymore? That's what I was just gonna say. I don't know, but I I just did. So what do we do? You just go with it. So <laughs> yeah, I I want to get like a bump helmet though too, uh, and maybe I don't know whether it's got to be ballistic or regular bump helmet, but I I really do want to get a. And maybe it sounds like a mom's basement kind of thing, but I, I want one. Well, if, I've got I've got stuff I can put on it, and I wouldn't wouldn't mind it. Well, and the thing is, you can, and so maybe you should while you still can, you know. Yeah, and they can get really expensive, like those Team Wendy helmets, which are probably well, they're definitely better quality than the ones you see on Facebook for sure. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, they're they're you know six hundred bucks or so or more for some of that stuff, which when you get what you pay for, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and plate carriers and battle belts can also be expensive. So, um, same thing with, um, like if you wanted to go down the gas mask route, that's the same deal. I mean, a good, you know, a good gas mask is, you know, how much 200 bucks starting. Yeah. Yeah, so new equipment. I mean, you can buy surplus stuff, but I mean, you're really gambling (laughs) with surplus stuff. Yeah, not the best idea to to gamble with something like that, but there is an expiration date on that. Yeah, but it's uh, it's definitely something worth looking into, at least if you're curious. Um, and usually that stuff doesn't the good ones, you know, don't necessarily go bad. It's the canisters. Um, and then oh, yeah. I, I and maybe you can correct me on this, but I don't think that um, like body armor usually doesn't go bad. There there is but it's it's measured in like a decade i think right yeah so you don't want like the the stuff that's from 
20 years ago or whatever, that's probably, and really I think what it is is more of a liability thing. I don't know if the fibers actually do break down or, or whatever. And, and it might, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I think more of it's a liability standpoint from the manufacturer saying, Hey, this stuff's old. We're not going to, we're not going to, you know, stand by if it's that old. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That could be wrong, but you know, I really wouldn't mind getting another another armor set up, something that's a little bit more user friendly. I, yeah. I put down a chest rig, which I wasn't really talking about like a plate carrier, but just something I can throw in my truck that holds a couple magazines and some Yeah, other that's stuff. that's kind of mainly what I was talking about. Just an, an easy, quick way to to don a couple of magazines and whatever other gear you would need, like a um a first aid kit or anything like that. So Yeah. Um, that's definitely on the list. Um, cause yeah, I believe Nick said it too, a couple weeks ago or a month or two ago is that, um, he's got, um, you know, his, a battle belt in his truck that he can just grab and put on if something, uh, something not good happens, you know? Yeah. It, it's a good idea to have something where at least you can get home <laughs> Sure, if you need to or something, you're not going to walk around with 500 rounds. We talked about that last week. Yeah. It's a little you heavy. Just, you just need something that can get you there. That's it. Yeah. So that's, that's on my list. Um, what else do you have on your list? Cause now I think we've grown to six or seven now, but, um, you do have, uh, you did have an original five. Yeah. I started with five. You're right. I, I know I've talked about this a bunch and it's even part of my, my resolutions is I really want to get some more dynamic training. Um, get some, I put them down as big boy classes, uh, be, because I really want to learn something new. So, over I, i'm pretty sure at forward movement um well, obviously they have some different classes than what independence teaches so right a little bit more specialized stuff and i think that could be a lot of fun whether it's like bodyguard personal protection stuff or some inside the car outside the car type stuff yeah I, for sure I, I really want to broaden that out i was also talking to my son about i need to update my uh, my medical, my, my trauma class stuff. Sure. So, but I don't want to take just like a, a two or three hour class. I want it to be like a, an eight hour class, something that's long and boring. <laughs> yeah. Like a full day or even a multi-day, like full weekend thing. That would be great. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully that, uh, things pick up and change where we're able to do that because, um, you know, that would, that's something that I want to do as well too, but uh, a little bit tougher now, you know? Yeah. And I know places I can get some of that training. Um, I, I have a friend that um, he, he was on the SWAT, a SWAT medic and he's on the fire department right now. He's done all sorts of stuff and, and he definitely has the knowledge to share it. I don't know if he has the actual teaching credentials, um, you know, so it'd be a liability on him, but he could definitely share some insight on some of that stuff. Stuff, which would be cool actually sure. he'd be a cool guy to have on the show because he's also been all over the world in professional fights he's yeah i was just gonna say maybe maybe we have him on and uh you know he's pick his he's brain a, a little bit he's he's super busy like but he is a stud he's he's so funny nice anyway um but i also i also want along the, the lines of of classes big boy classes i've been doing a lot of knife stuff yeah yeah and, with our friend adam boyce yeah, which we need to get him back on. We had a conversation this morning. Um, but in in Colorado, they have a blade camp is what they call it. Marshall Blade Concept has a blade camp, which is the platform that Adam teaches. Really? And, and it's like 
it's like a, a multi-day class and it's expensive. Like I was talking to my wife about it last night. I think it's like 600 bucks, 700 bucks, something like that. Yeah. That's but, hefty. But you're, you're hanging out with, with Michael Janich. You're like, it's an in-depth teaching. It, it's very submersive, I guess. I don't know. Is that the right word? Immersive. But uh, Immersive. Yeah. That's even better. It's not a submarine. Um, <laughs> But they were, I was talking to some guys that have been there and done that. They say that they walk away with stuff that's way more valuable. Like they'll give them, you know, Jimbo knives, you know, that's a $300 knife and backpacks and jackets and like all the stuff that ends up being, you know, like a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Wow. So you you end up kind of getting paid. Yeah. Or you you (laughs) at least get your money's worth. Yeah. It's, it's a benefit plus the knowledge and, and that's, that's going to be in September, I think. And I kind of want to go. Yeah. Well, there you go. That'd be cool. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but no, that'd be I'd great. Probably get in trouble. If I did. My wife would probably <laughs> spend $600 on what? <laughs> well, if she doesn't know, I'll just take her with me. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. And then she'll get, she'll learn something too. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, it kind of goes along with, um, I guess, classes a little bit to a degree is that um, I really want to get some kind of um, incognito or discreet style bag to transport long guns. Um, You know, with a handgun, obviously, you're either carrying it on your person or you can carry it a a myriad of different ways. Yeah. you know, but uh, with a long gun, it's a little bit more difficult. And I feel like people don't um, people don't think about that as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it. I guess you could call it covert. Yeah. Covert or um, yeah, just um, I think it's uh, it's not a bad idea to be able to transport and move things around. Not that you're going to do anything nefarious or or illegal, but. Um, a little less noticed if you need to move things around. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the, it actually has been on my mind for a really long time. The first time um, when I owned firearms and I lived in an apartment, I was like, oh man, I need to, I don't want to carry this obvious gun bag all the way down to my car through, you know what I mean? It just didn't seem like a great idea, but you never know. I mean, people. Well, it draws all sorts of attention and and not like I said, not that you're going to do anything nefarious, but maybe people are a little over paranoid and it might just save you some trouble. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I, there have, there are some good ones, but, um, some of them are really expensive. Like if you go for the name brand ones and all that. So, um, I want to try to find one that's not maybe so expensive, but it still does the job, you know? Yeah. And there's some really cool stuff out there now. Yeah. Um, but some of it is not cheap. Right. It can be ungodly expensive. So, um, yeah, Travis Haley has a bag that I think is completely awesome. It's just, it looks like there's no Molly, nothing. It, there's nothing on the outside of the bag. It's just right. this, a gray two pocket zip up bag, but it'll, it'll hold like a, an MP5. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a sport bag or something like that, but yeah. I, th- I think it's actually what's called the Haley incog is where I, I think I got the word incognito. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's kind of on my list, especially, I mean, living in a house is a little bit different. Obviously you can move stuff to the garage or whatever, um, or in the garage without kind of prying eyes 
seeing, but at the same time, it's just, you never know. You never know when you're going to have to move stuff or whatever, or maybe you need yeah. to take something from your back seat out to your, um, to your trunk or this, that, or the other, and there are prying eyes and you just don't need that kind of business, you know? Yeah. And it really is nobody's business, but if somebody sees that you're putting a, a, a firearm in your car, I mean, that's, you, it could make you a target for, you know, robbery or something scary too. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I've actually heard a lot of, of, of a few amount of people using like a tennis racket. Yeah. I've, I've heard of people doing that and there are tactical bags that <laughs> on the inside are like a normal rifle case, but on the outside looks like a racket. Yeah. So I thought about that too, but it's just a matter of how long your long gun is that you're carrying or, you know what I mean? So it just depends on what you're doing. Um, but that's, that's definitely on the list as well. Um, I have training on there as well, like you do, um, because that is important. Um, you need to need to get training. I I want to do some more dynamic stuff. I want to do some night shooting, uh, or low light stuff rather. Um, I think that would be great. Um, you know, hopefully Those classes, the, depending on the instructor, that stuff is so much fun. I, I took a, a low light class here in Idaho falls quite a while ago. And the instructor, um, I mean, he went through all the things, you know, we went with the lights on first. So we, we, he all knew that we all were going to be safe and, and, uh, and then, you know, with the lights off with our flashlights in hand, he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to call out this drill. We shoot the drill and you do an after, after action check or whatever, where you look over both shoulders. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and then, uh, cause you're supposed to use your flashlight, right? That's why you're scanning right? Is with your flashlight. And so we, I think there was like six of us in that class and we shoot the drill. We do our after action check and scan behind us. And then he's like, okay, how many of you noticed that I was carrying a knife? <laughs> None of them because we were so fat. Like we, we got stuck in the motions of that training scar of just doing the motions. None of us. And he wasn't like, like hiding the knife. It was like him holding a buttered knife up where it should be reflective off the light. And none of us saw it. Really? So it was an eye opener, right? Like, man, I really got to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a great lesson to learn. So, um, what else you got on your list besides, besides training and, um, well, with, with that training, I really need to increase my certifications. Um, like I mentioned that I was talking to Adam this morning Yeah, and we're going to start doing some stuff over here, um, pretty soon. And I uh, talking to him, he's done a lot of things and I've done some things, not nearly as fun of the things that he's done. And, uh, I, I really need to broaden my perspective. Um, and that's where those other classes, those big boy classes are going to come in handy. Um, because I want to be a benefit to everybody else. Like it's fun for me, but, uh, like I really enjoy teaching. So I really need to make sure that people are getting their money's worth. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. That's kind of goes along with being, you know, a good steward of the second amendment and, and being a really a, um, I guess a model for people, Yeah, you know, to follow after. So, um, well, and just like not to toot my own horn, but when you took the RSO class, what did it feel different from going into the range before compared to going after your class? Oh yeah. I mean, I learned a lot and, uh, it made me, it kind of opened my eyes to, instead of being focused on just yourself and what you're doing, um, in the range, there's a lot of other things going on that you really probably should be paying attention, uh, paying attention to. Um, yeah. 
and that was honestly my experience too when I took the RSO class. And and just like any other class, you your perspective changes. Like you you understand the why more than just the motion of doing it. Yeah, and being able to um, at least have the foresight and the knowledge to be able to you know, be thinking about what other people are doing and maybe present, prevent an accident. I mean, gives you a lot of confidence, um, and gives you a lot of, um, you know, peace of mind at the range. You know what I mean? That you're really watching what other people are doing and everything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I, I think you're, you're definitely on the right track there with, uh, wanting to get more certifications and all that, because the more you teach, the better you're able to, you know, help people learn and, um, you know, and, and teach them better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You can tell my family's home now it's noisy. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a Friday. So, um, well, we'll close it out pretty soon, but the, uh, the last thing that I have, um, and this is not necessarily worst case scenario planning, but more realistic is that, um, I have two 22 firearms and I never really shoot them. And so I really want to get into shooting those a little bit more. I want to get, um, a different barrel for my 1022 and a red dot for my, uh, Ruger Mark three. Oh, nice. And I both, just, both those guns are awesome. So I shot the, the Mark three actually quite a bit when we were doing competitions. Um, but the problem was, is that the round didn't actually have enough, you know, velocity or, or mass behind it to knock over, knock the bowling pins, down. knock the bowling pins over. So the problem was, is I would just, I, everybody be like, yeah, you hit it, but it didn't knock it over. So you lost. <laughs> and I'm like, well, come on, this is ridiculous. And I mean, I was even using like supersonic ammo and everything. And, um, I was shooting pretty well cause we were, you know, competing once a week or whatever. And I actually really like shooting 22. Um, yeah. but it's just, you know, I, I don't like the way that my, 1022 is set up um, because it has the the regular stock on it, kind of that Monte Carlo stock. And I want to get one of those Hunter X-22 stocks. Um, And I want to get um, a shorter, but a bull barrel um, for it. Um, You know, and then I've got these kind of, uh, have you heard of tech sites? I don't know if I have or not. Um, It's actually a brand name, even though it doesn't sound like it. It's like uh, M1 Garand style sites, but for... um, But for your 1022, I think they make them for other uh, 1022s and, and other rifles as well. But they're basically like peep sites, and it looks exactly kind of like a like a sight picture you'd see on an M1 Garand. Um, and I love it; I think it's great. Um, you know, but being able to to get that in a be- you know with a kind of a better furniture and a better better package, I think would be better um, just overall. So, yeah, that- Tactical Solutions has some cool barrel profiles. Yeah. Taxol has some really cool stuff too. And I mean, the other thing is that you're not spending as much money. You're still, you're getting, you know, the experience and the trigger time and all that kind of stuff, but you're, you're not spending, well, maybe now, but you're not necessarily spending as much money, you know? And that's kind of why I wanted to buy the, the model 44 Glock or the 22 Cal. Yeah. But I, I just still haven't bought one yet because I've, I've heard and seen so many negative things about it. Sure. And, yeah. uh, which is frustrating because I, I mean, I'm kind of a fanboy, I suppose, <laughs> but, uh, and it'd be an awesome training platform because it, well, it used to be cheaper and you can carry way more 22 than nine millimeter. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And the other thing is that, um, you know, you can get 22 models of like, I can get the Walther 1020 or I'm sorry, the Walther, uh, 
PPQ in 22 or whatever to be able to train that way. And it's just that much cheaper. But I think I just don't think that people think about it as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think that's the first thing yeah, that comes I to mind. I don't think it really anymore. It just sucks, right? Any kind of ammo is a pain in the butt to find. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it has. So, but, um, yeah, that's, I mean, it, I think a lot of people don't think about 10, about 22 caliber, even though you really can't get anything at the moment. Um, it's still, you know, a viable way to train for less. Um, even if it's going to be harder to find, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think it would be, that's something I want to kind of go down and, and just give myself the opportunity to shoot more. Yeah. I, I haven't spent enough time at the range and, and I feel so worthless when I tell people to get out there and go shooting. I, but I haven't even done it. Right. I need to get out and get stuff done. Right. Exactly. So it's just, but it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's every, it's tough for everybody right now. And, um, you know, at the beginning about this time last year, give or take a month or two, we didn't really know what we, we should be doing, you know, or what, what we, who we need to listen to. And, you know, it just kind of, I think everything kind of suffered. So it's still a matter of, of getting back on our feet now and, and getting back to what's important training wise. So, yeah. So we'll I, see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think we'll, uh, we'll, uh, hopefully be able to shoot more, maybe shoot some 22, maybe get some training done and, uh, make it, uh, make it a better, uh, a better year than last year. We have to make it a better years than last year and hopefully we can take some more people shooting and uh, bring them on the podcast as well so yep and i'm uh yeah yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good year it's gonna be stressful but it'll be a good year yeah i think so so why well we'll close it down for now on that one thanks for listening uh if there's anything maybe that we missed that um it's on your list and you want to share with us, let us know podcast at iishooting.com uh, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at range minded podcast and uh, let us know. We always love getting uh, mail and uh, learning about what you guys are uh, thinking about in the gun world. So yeah. And make sure you take somebody shooting. Please do. If you have the ammo and uh, you know, invite them shooting at least unlike Nick, Nick Hoffer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. So, but thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys next time. Yep. See you. Be safe. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.